Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Tough-ass fun. That's what we're about to have as the Dallas Cowboys get ready to go to the Bay and play the San Francisco 49ers. Tough-ass fun. Those are some of the words thrown out by Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, who is uh, all three of those things. Well, no, two. He's uh, tough-ass, and he's fun. And he is helping us preview the only thing that matters in Cowboys world, although we do have three things that we're going to get to, two lesser lights that I still think merit our attention. Your comments, your questions, and your criticisms after you watched film mm-hmm, of what the Cowboys did in destroying yet another foe. Um, a continuation of having destroyed the entire season for the New York Giants a month ago. And we'll touch on that this morning as well. As I said to you guys uh, yesterday, I'm kind of advising our 75-member staff of brilliant writers, editors, broadcasters, sports journalists. You can forget about the Patriots now. Nobody, nobody cares anymore. Time to move on. Don't put, don't put the Patriots in your headlines anymore. Put the 49ers. Oh, yes, only three slappies allowed per program. And uh, this is the third most popular shirt in the Uncle Fish store. You can get the link below. I watch film. You can also get this broadcast in podcast form, thanks to uh, the fine work of associate producer Tony Fisher, who, along with Jim Laws and Sugar, and 66,000 of you help make this thing roll. So let's start with Dan Quinn. And he's talking about, briefly, the Patriots and how we looked like us again. Uh, all after the Arizona Cardinals the week before kind of pulled your pants down and spanked you. But now you do the 38 to three win over New England. And now you, and then you turn to the juggernaut that is the 49ers and that is fair. Here's a quote from DQ. These are gonna be two tough ass, hard nosed units going against one another. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The 49ers, I don't think this is a secret to Cowboy fans because along with the the Eagles, don't you kind of keep your eye on the Cowboy prize and then every once in a while you kind of glance over there at the 49ers or glance over there at the Eagles. And I suppose I want to pay attention to the Lions and the Seahawks too. The big three is almost, uh, we're on the verge of the big five in the NFC, are we not? Week four. Cowboys put pressure on Mac Jones. They get the sacks. They get the takeaways. Uh, Dan Quinn encouraged about that being us. Now, do you keep that up against Kyle Shanahan's team? Philadelphia, as good as the Eagles are, this is the biggest challenge because the Cowboys think they're as good as the Eagles. Better. And more often than not, when they play them, they prove it. But the 49ers against the Cowboys seem kind of bulletproof. And one of the things that they do so well there, Shanahan, Purdy, et cetera, they don't turn the ball over. How many turnovers, and again, the Cowboys have been really good at this too. How many Brock Purdy uh, offensive turnovers and anybody on that offense? One. 
Week one against the Steelers. They had one turnover. Purdy has not thrown an interception yet. What? The 49ers offense, and we know all about their defense, they rank third in the league in scoring, 31.3 points per game. Uh, Quinn is highly aware of all this, talking openly about it. And we're going to get one of those immovable force things because they do not turn the ball over. And the Cowboys under Dan Quinn for two years and change, the best, not just the best in the NFL at takeaways. This is a historically great two year and change run. This is 70s Steelers. And Quinn is talking about, we, we, we got to get that thing done against the 49ers. We've got to take the ball away. He says he knows that Shanahan, they coach it. They coach how to take care of it. They coach how to guard it. Ball protection. Uh, he says both offenses are very good at that. And in fact, so far, it's true. The Cowboys offense has also been very good at it. With, with the one exception. And he says, the aggression in taking away the ball will be the turning point or points in this game. Can we knock one out? Can we get one? What Dan Quinn is hinting at, just like last week when Mike McCarthy came out right and said, hey, we got red zone problems. We're going to spend the week working on it. And they're inching there, Tony Pollard calling it slow progress. Dan Quinn is telling us one of the aspects of this week's Cowboy practices. This is the fishbowl that is star right there at the star. We're tackling the ball. We're punching the ball out. When the ball is in the air, it's ours. Uh, the Cowboys are really good at these things uh, in terms of form. This week, they're going to do it in practice in terms of function. In other words, Bland can catch the football. Gilly can catch a football. Uh, these safeties, Hooker is a playmaker on the football. Go get it. And then gang tackle, and somebody in that group tackle the ball. Uh, it's going to be hard enough to tackle Christian McCaffrey. You know that, running behind Trent Williams. You know that. But once you get a hold of him, I'll get his waist, you get his leg, you get the ball. San Francisco, number three ranked offense, as we said, and number three ranked defense. Dallas, number four ranked offense, right there, and the number one ranked defense. We called this a mental must game earlier in the week, and we're going to keep up that theme. Dallas, two consecutive playoff losses to this team. Get over this mental barrier now. And number one, if you play him again, it might be here. Number two, if you play him again, you will have a psychological edge. You'll believe you can do it. And number three, if you do this this week, maybe you don't have to play him again. Dan Quinn. Tough-ass, hard-ass defenses going at it. And there is the emotion, the numbers, and what I believe is the strategy.
inside practice this week. Your comments, your questions, and your criticisms on that subject and more. It didn't get on be good. Well, by the way, if you enjoy this program, and I knew 66,000 of you do, would you please hit the like button over the course of our presentation? Also, uh, subscribe to what we do here. It's absolutely free and worth every penny. Uh, and go get you some Uncle Fish Cowboys Nation merch. Straight dope, no bullsh. I watch film. And Dallas Doomsday is coming up. Broken Halo. If you're watching, hey, send me a Dallas Doomsday, will you? I'll, I'll pay for it. Dallas Doomsday shirt. Uh, and yeah, that's all us. Uh, do not, uh, many imitators. But Dallas Doomsday is all us. Many imitators and all we do. But we are, just like Dan Quinn says, this is us. Yes, this is us. Dallas Doomsday, this is us. I watch film, this is us. Uh, Vinny, what's that bobblehead behind you? Oh, you mean the Emmy? Oh, no, this. We're giving this away this month. In honor of, unless I decide to keep it, in honor of uh, Halloween. So stay tuned. It's cool. It's a, it's a, look, isn't he cool? It's cool. He's a bobblehead and he's, uh, he's going to be yours. Don't ask for it yet. I know, Joe, you'll take it. Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium? Circle in the star. Ask the fellas. They'll show you how. Cowboys de la muerte. Gregory, Uncle Fish Premium. That's badass, isn't it? Ken Lawson uh, wants me to flex my uh, massive biceps and my handsome square chest. And the thing about it is, Ken, uh, I, I appreciate you flirting with me, but I'm straight and I'm married. Leonard, Leonard Higginbotham, sir. I want that bobblehead. I'm impatient. In due time. Item two. Uh, the Giants. Here's my thesis statement. The Dallas Cowboys, a month ago, almost, destroyed Daniel Jones and destroyed the entire New York Giants season. Go back a month. And I'm not going to make fun of all the football experts on the networks who predicted that the uh, Giants are going to make the playoffs. Giants could contend to win the division. Giants going to win there because it didn't seem that stupid then until they played the Cowboys. 40 to nothing. Starts them downhill. And it hasn't stopped them going downhill. They get pounded last night at home by the Seahawks. Contender, 24 to 3. Now, this is a league of parity. So the Giants are 1 and 3. That doesn't automatically mean the season's over, but the season's over. NFC East, Eagles 4 0, Cowboys 3 and 1. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable, almost throwing each th things at each other on the sideline. Jones. 10 or 11 sacks. Um, you know about the 97-yard interception return, pick six. He got pressured, and this is why it's not all Daniel Jones. He got pressured, 42 dropbacks. He got pressured on 28 of them. That's absurd. Uh, Witherspoon, the rookie, who's sensational, gets the interception return. Dayball, after the game, what's asked? What was Jones's assignment on that play? What was the quarterback supposed to do? And uh, Dayball snarkily responds, 
obviously not throw an interception. Wonk, wonk. What did Dallas start here? New York has now played two home games. The Giants have been outscored 68-3 to in their home games. Three points is the fewest amount of points scored for a team to start the season in two home games in 40 years. And the only way New York got its one win was in a miraculous comeback against the lowly Cardinals. Good on the Cowboys. What you did to the Giants. Uh, remember Carpe Omnia? Sees the everything. And then we've kind of turned it around here into seize their souls. Uh, the uh, modern era Latin version of steal their lunch money. Remember steal their lunch money? And again, it's not nice to be a bully in middle school, but it's great when you're a bully in the NFL. How bad is the hole that the Cowboys have helped dig for New York? They've been outscored in the first half of their games this year, 77 to nine. Now, listen, first of all, when Dable says, obviously, Matt Jones, well, I mean, uh, Daniel Jones, well, obviously, Coach Dable, obviously, you're not doing a good job either. You're coming out of the gate in a month and losing in the first halves of four games, 77 to nine. That, that, there cannot be much precedent for that. Big Buck Down, did you notice Gallup was wearing an old-style helmet, $2 pitcher? I did not. Broken Halo, Fish, your Dallas Doomsday shirt is in the mail. Good. I, I, as soon as it gets here, I will show it off to you. Uh, go to the Uncle Fish store. Dallas Doomsday is, is almost as badass as Dan Quinn himself. A.V. Clark, this whole team with a $5 pitch in needs to get past the mental barrier, especially the penalty oopsies. And maybe they did that last week. Had one, almost a third as many penalties last week as they did the week before. They cannot afford to commit penalties against the 49ers. There's no question that the 49ers are, are, are too good and too smart to give them any extra elbow room. So, A.B. Clark, I think you're on to something there. The schedule is going to ease up. Not this week. The schedule is going to ease up. And I'm not saying the Cowboys should overlook anybody. Arizona should have taught everybody at the start of that. But, if the, but the Giants are on the schedule again. November 12th, AT&T Stadium. I'll be there just like I'm going to be with the Cowboys this weekend in San Francisco, except actually San Jose, except actually Santa Clara. November 21st, the Giants at AT&T Stadium. Um, if they bother to show up, Carpe Omnia, Dallas, stole their lunch money in week one and they are not going to recover the giants and item three micah talks a lot but he also watches a lot and there's for, for a young fellow like him alpha dog michael irvin jr there's a lot to learn in there if we can kind of parse through the you know i want to play tight end silliness and he did his podcast yesterday and he went off on NBC 
the tendency towards trash TV when it comes to sports coverage, it's a longstanding issue in this space. You're aware of my views. You're aware of who started it, who turned it into a money-making bit, all the imitators now that try to be little mini hymns. And by the way, he's already a mini him if you ever seen him in person. So if you're a mini him, you're, you can dance on the head of a pin. Carl P, Uncle Fish Premium, $10 pitching. We need to crush the 49ers. See them driven before us and hear the lamentation of their women. Uh, I don't know if that's, that sounds like the Bible, Carl. It sounds almost biblical. I appreciate your pitch in. But before Sunday night, it kind of had its limit. Trash TV, national sports coverage. It was that guy and it was that guy. It was a bunch of little uh, pencil-necked imitators. On Sunday night, it oozed into primetime and Micah watched. Rodney Harrison, played in the NFL, panelist on that show, called Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, garbage. He had Chris Jones, the great Chiefs defensive lineman, on with him, and he tried to get Chris Jones to say it too. It was, it was amateurish. That's a nice word for it. But it was also, tr- ironically, because he's using the word garbage, it was trashy. And so Jones smartly answers using some diplomacy and, sa- and basically saying, hey, listen, you're the second overall pick in the draft. You're the co- you know, you've got some special things about you. Parsons goes after Rodney Harrison saying that was a fraudulent move. We cannot say that other people are garbage. Aha. I truly believe that we're not one to judge. Now, here's where Micah and I are going to separate a little bit. It is Rodney Harrison's job to evaluate. My job to evaluate. Your avocation or occupation to evaluate. That is what we do. That was a good play. That was a bad play. He's a good player. He's a bad player. What's he run the 40 in? What's his bench press times 225? That, that is what we do. But garbage is not scouting. And we talk about that a lot here when guys go, and we'll use that. I hate Dak. Dak is ass. That's a Shady McCoy. See, that's where that belongs. Dak is ass. One of Shady McCoy's great quotes belongs on that channel, if at all. If somebody in the world's going to do it, do it over there. But NBC? I, I, I got I got L. Michaels. I got... Jason Garrett, I have, I got Tony Dungy. It's kooky enough that Mike Florio is on there. I don't get it. But Rodney Harrison, you got to, you got to evaluate and scout and, and analyze and inform. Kid Cowboy, Dak is trash. You're not understanding my message, but I'll, I'll, I'll tolerate it. Because I think classroom, barroom, you can learn something here. 
Dak, D-A-K-S-U-X, is not evaluating anything, is not accomplishing anything. It makes the speaker look stupid. Rodney Harrison, who, by the way, later apologized, looks stupid. Micah Parsons, politely, and using his big man words, shames Rodney Harrison. So Micah is incorrect about judging. It is indeed our job to scout, evaluate, and judge. But garbage is not scouting. Sucks is not scouting. Hating is not scouting. And I'll close with this at the risk of sounding like I'm lecturing. Okay, I tend to do that a little bit. Micah quote, and by the way, Micah was Micah's part of the destruction, not only of the Giants and their quarterback, but of the Jets and their quarterback. 38 to 10. Offers a really interesting take in general on some football humanity that I think we should put in our pockets. Quote from Micah, Zach is a human. We don't use our platform to degrade other players. That's not what we do. And of course, Rodney Harrison, what he's saying is, Rodney Harrison, you're a player. You played. You know there's no such thing as human garbage. We use or should use our platform to uplift people. Every person in this world just needs someone to believe in them. And I'm big on that. Fitness, $10 pitch in. Wild card, everybody was nervous and out of sync. Divisional round, defense balled out. Sunday night, I just want to see the Cowboys battle. You were out of sync because the 49ers were better than you. Twice. Carl. Now Carl's coming in with some foreign language on me with a $20 pitch in. Carl, I love you. Dana Jet, Dak is angry. Whatever. Oh, if only it was that easy. Oh, I'm angry. Now I beat the 49ers. If only it was, you're going to, Dana, with all due respect, Uncle Fish Premium, subscriber. That's going to be a thing this week. I've already written about it yesterday on CowboysSI.com. Don't, don't show me pissed off. Show me no turnovers and more points than the 49ers. But I'm pissed off accomplishes nothing. It's just talk. Cowboy Chris, Cowboys overcame adversity early in the season. Funny you should say that. Fish at six tonight is about adversity. And we'll be all over it. Four walls, uh, Mr. Mack. I was touched about last night's video. Uh, a lot of people have commented my relationship with uh, Frito um, and, and my family's relationship with Frito, something very special. And uh, Mark Friedman passed away uh, in recent days. And I'm really, I, I Marcia has kind of monitored it, but um, apparently all the radio stations are talking about Frito. And I, uh, he, he, he did not have a big ego, but, but he would love that. He would love that. Let's let's do our Cowboy 49er predictions and evaluations and reporting. <clears throat> uh, passionate as we all are. Let, let's do this with a scouting mind. 
and let's do what Mike is doing. Not sucks. Not hate. Not garbage. Not trash. You don't have to believe in them. But treating them like you're like, like you recognize that they're human, Mike is on to something there. Fish out. Oh.